You're listening to episode 148 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and today we're going to be talking about some life lessons in life and business, and more importantly, really, things that I've been guilty of in the past that I'm no longer doing this year. So this was a pretty popular post that I posted over on Instagram, and I got some great comments from all of you, and I want to talk a little bit more in depth about these things that I listed out. So these are things that I have totally done even within the past six months that I no longer want to do in my life and business, and I'm sharing them, setting some boundaries, and hopefully you'll find them inspiring too. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, then make sure to stay tuned and let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here and thank you again so much for listening every week. This is actually the first time I've recorded a podcast in a while because I did myself a favor and before we moved recently, I batched a bunch of my episodes. So I'm coming back to the podcast. It always feels a little weird to record when I haven't for a few weeks, but I'm super excited today to talk about these eight lessons. Now, these are things I want to reiterate that I have been guilty of in the past that I no longer want to be doing this year. And in saying these, I really want to make it clear that these are not things I'm saying as a form of judge, like severe judgment on my past self or even any of you that may be doing these things. This is really more of a kind of a proclamation, a memoir and lessons, growth and boundaries for me. And I think it can be really helpful to hear what other people are thinking about or what other people are shifting or changing in their life and business. And maybe some of it will be very validating for you. In fact, that's what somebody said in this Instagram post that I originally made. She was like, this is really just great. Like learning Hearing uh, about what other people are doing is really helps me reflect, you know, with myself and what I want to consider and move forward with. So without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it for today. So if you hear me clicking, I'm clicking through these the post. But the first one is that I am no longer going to tell other people how to show up on social media because I can't control other people and neither can you. Now, I think there is a big difference between being influential in how we show up, and I think there's something to be said about setting, you know, standards for how we show up online and how we run our business, but what I'm really talking about here is not so much, you know, calling people out for things that are inappropriate or not okay online. I'm more so talking about how people are showing up and interacting, whether or not they're liking a bunch of your photos or not enough, or if they're commenting back or not. Here's the thing. You're going to notice things that other people do online in their business, in their personal life, right? I used to get so heated when I would even send my friends a message on Facebook or other people, and I would see that they read it, and then I'd never get a response. We can spend all of our time and energy worrying about how, how other people are showing up and doing things online, but it's draining, it's exhausting, and it just leaves us feeling resentful. And it, in this day and age when it feels like so much is outside of our control because of the pandemic and everything else, it's just nicer to realize that we can't control that. 
So I am no longer going to tell other people how to show up on social media. And that's definitely something I've been guilty of in the past, or I've been like, you should say this or blah, 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 blah. Even with, you know, social change and everything, I think it's not something we want to talk about. And I'm not saying, again, that people that are out there saying you should show up like this or you should be more proactive in standing up for your values and all of that. I'm a big believer in that. I agree with that. And I think some of those people that push those things, that's needed for some people to hear. I just know for me personally right now, I am not going to tell other people how to show up online. Instead, I'm going to put my energy into showing up how I think is a powerful way to show up online in terms of sharing my values and where I stand morally and ethically with social justice and all of that. I think it's the non-sexy thing to say because we want people to change and we want to just be able to call people out. And please understand, this is like a big blanket statement. So you could be thinking of a specific topic and it might not specifically apply to what you're thinking of. I'm just thinking of in general, when we think about influencing other people to change, The biggest way to make that happen is to lead by example. And it's the non-sexy thing. It's the thing that takes more time. It's the thing that is frustrating. And you also just have to figure out where you stand in like the social ecosystem of things. So some people are going to be more direct and other people are going to do things their way. What I'm ultimately trying to say is that I see people making lots of posts or putting lots of energy into telling other people that if you want to grow a business, you have to show up on social media this way, or you have to comment this many words to make it count, or you have to blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, is that I'm just not playing that game anymore. I'm not here for it. I'm not going to tell you or anyone else how to show up online, or how much stuff you should post that's personal, or how much content you should share from anyone else. I don't care. I don't care. That's not that's not something I'm going to be putting my energy into anymore. And just claiming this feels freeing. I'm going to show up on social media how I show up. You show up how you show up. Like, let's move on with our lives. So that was just the first thing I wanted to touch on. Number two is in things that I'm no longer going to be doing that I've been guilty of in the past is worrying about following all of the popular content trends. And I wrote under this, I said, oh no, I missed quote unquote it. This applies to life too. I tend to be more of an independent person. I don't always follow, I I don't really follow trends usually, but every now and then I still get that FOMO feeling. And I used to feel this way a lot, especially in the past year on Instagram. Like if there was, you know, something trending, I thought, oh, I should I should also do that. I should also make a post like that or a video like that so I can like be on that wave and so that maybe I can grow my audience or maybe, you know, other people will find me. And I just put so much more mental energy into that way of thinking. It was a reactionary way of thinking versus how do I want to show up in general in my life? How do I want to batch my content? How do I want to do this, that, and the other? And just not worrying about trends. This also really can be applicable to your personal life. So if other people are doing something at a stage in their life and you're not there yet or you never want to be there, you don't have to do it just because everyone else is doing it. I know this is not new. I know we've had these thoughts in our head probably since we've been, you know, young adults, But I think we need this reminder that we don't have to follow popular trends and ever or all the time. 
You get to decide what what's cool to you and what's not. It's very interesting. I've been spending more time on TikTok this past year and it's really interesting. I'm a millennial, right? So it's really interesting to see all this like stuff about Gen Z versus millennials, right? And Gen Z is like, you know, they're, they're all about the middle part now with your hair and, um, you know, low rise jeans and whatever else, right? And I've definitely noticed some style trends when I went to Target that I'm totally not into. But that's okay, right? That's okay. Every generation gets to make their trend. Every There's going to be so many things. So point is, I'm getting super rambly. I'm not worrying anymore about any of that. And I think in a lot of ways too, I encourage you to make your own list this week of things that maybe you've been guilty of in the past that you're no longer going to do and keeping that front and center because there's something about making it known and like kind of proclaiming it that makes it really powerful. Okay, here's number three, wanting every other entrepreneur to think I'm cool. Now, I want to make it clear this is not how I live my life, but every now and then I see someone else doing something in business and I go, oh, it kind of feels like, can I sit with you? Like, you're so awesome. I really want you to think I'm cool. And I'm just over that, right? It's okay to just be yourself and not be everyone's cup of tea. So no longer am I going to let that feeling kind of sneak in. And if it does, I'm just going to set it aside and be like, what's more important, being yourself or like vying for someone else's attention, right? So I'm not into that whole popularity contest. There's a lot of like celebrity type entrepreneurs doing cool stuff. That's cool. If they take notice of me, awesome. If they don't, whatever. It doesn't validate or make my business any better, any worse. It's not going to necessarily make me any, any more profitable, right? There's tons of business to go around for everyone. And I think it's really important to just think about that in any place in your life whether it's whether like you're a new mom and there's other moms or whether you're like new at doing something for the first time in a group of people online or whatever you don't have no not everyone has to think you're cool okay you can just be yourself you don't need to constantly feel like you need everyone to accept you because when you're doing that and you're working from that headspace then you're forgetting your own power you're forgetting how much you love and accept yourself as you are no matter what Okay, here's number four, excuse me, chasing other people's definitions of success. I think this has been the biggest one for me, especially in the past quarter or so. I have to take note of how often other people's ideas of what success is have kind of infiltrated my mind. And then sometimes I'll have these days where I feel so depressed or I feel like I'm not there yet, whatever there is. And then I go, well, yeah, I'm not there if I'm defining myself based off of so-and-so's idea of success or so-and-so's idea of how much money my business should be making or how profitable this should be or how many students I should enroll in every course launch or whatever, right? But if I look at my version of success and what my goals are, right, then I have a much better idea of what I want and I can easily more, like more easily measure that, right? There is a wonderful article, I will post it in the show notes, over on Wandering Aimfully. Um, These are two people, Jason and Caroline, they are my business coaches, they are part of their program, and they have an amazing article all about defining your enough number, and it kind of changed the game for me, so I'll definitely put it in the show notes, but essentially it's all about like deciding for yourself 
what's enough? Because when you're not clear on what's enough for you, then sometimes you can just keep pining and pining for more and more and more, right? Like I need more money. I need more Instagram followers. I need more of this. And sometimes it's just nice to know what's enough for you. What does enough look like for you? And I, I thought it was really humbling. It's a great article. I'll post it in the show notes. Definitely worth uh, looking into and talking about. But essentially, you can make money however you want to make money, right? In your business, you can define success however you want to define success. Your own ideal business model, it's legit. So you get to own it. If you want to work with one-on-one clients and that's what you want to do and you're not worried about like trying to scale your business to 300,000 a year and hire a big team and put a lot of money into ads, that's okay. You can make, you know, $50,000 a year in your business and or replace your income and that can be enough really just tap into defining your own success. So that's something I'm no longer doing and really catching myself on is like, when am I chasing other people's definitions of success? When are other people's examples of what it looks like to be successful getting into my headspace and making me doubt myself? You know, another great example is just like all the different ways we live, right? Like you could want your ultimate goal could actually be to live on less or to live slightly off grid in a tiny house, or it could be to live in a huge mansion and make millions. Either one is cool. You get to, you get to decide what your own version of success is. All right, here is number five, and this is adhering to only one style of marketing. You don't have to post every day or even be on Instagram if you don't want to. Your marketing strategy can take many forms. Content doesn't even have to be the main one. Oh my gosh, but it's true, right? There are tons of different ways to market to your audience and to show up online, You don't have to have a podcast, but you can. You don't have to have a planner, but you can, right? And I teach my students how to do both of those things. But I also tell them that how you show up around those things can be completely your own, right? You don't have to even have a podcast that airs every single week if you don't want to. You get to decide what your marketing strategy looks like, obviously tapping into your ideal audience and how they show up online and taking those things into consideration. But if you hate doing something, don't do it. One thing that I am slowly working on doing, and I've been talking about it and experimenting with it, is really moving more away from social media and instead putting more focus into this podcast and to my weekly newsletter. And I'm hoping to start make I'm hoping to start to make new YouTube videos soon. And really just putting my effort into more of these spaces that are a little bit more SEO friendly, right? Like blog posts and stuff and more evergreen because, and also places where I feel like I want to hang out with my content. I sometimes, you know, we look at social media and it's like people are just scrolling, doom scrolling or otherwise on Instagram or Twitter, whatever, and they're seeing you, but you're like a flash in the pan. And I really have been loving absorbing content lately that's not on social media. I mean, I follow so many amazing people and I'm like astounded every day by the content and like the carousel posts and everything they do. And I'm like, wow, they have got it going on. And I love their stuff. But there is something wonderful about being able to really sit with someone's content. That's why I really love listening to podcasts. I really have been loving um, reading blog posts. Uh, This year I invested in the Uh, premium subscription to medium and I've been really enjoying reading more people on there and like reading people's written content not just 
you know, however many characters you can have in a post, really unlimited stuff. Same with newsletters. So I've really been enjoying reading that kind of content and I've been gravitating more towards creating that kind of content as well. So I don't know. I'd love to see if maybe someday I am not on social media as much. A great example of someone that does that is Alexandra Franzen. She does, as far as I know, she does not have an Instagram account or a Facebook. Um, I think she did have a pretty big Twitter following for a while, so it's not like she magically just is in everyone's inbox, right? She had to get there somewhere. Point being, though, she has all these different ways that she markets to people without social media. So that's been inspiring. All right, number six. This one is important, and it is no longer comparing my productivity to others. I want this to really, like, I want you to really sit with this one, okay? Because your energy levels are your energy levels. Your goals are your goals. Your time and what your life looks like is not going to be the same as everyone else's, right? I bet you that you're not eating breakfast at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. just because it's 8 a.m. somewhere else, right? That wouldn't make any sense. Comparing your productivity to other people can be really a dangerous road to go down because one your energy levels are going to look totally different. Your day is going to look different. Your responsibilities, your creative time, how things drain or energize you. I have some amazing business friends and it's really incredible to me how some people thrive off of like doing one-on-one calls and services like that. Like they can't get enough of it. It drives them. And for me, like I cannot do that because it just drains me, right? It's why I no longer am doing coaching in my business anymore because I found like I couldn't grow as a business because I would do one coaching call a day and be so immersed in it that I wouldn't have any more creative energy left. Like it tapped me out and I felt bad because I love my clients so much, but it was like I am better served for teaching and working in a group environment and creating digital products. That's really where I find my fo- my focus zone and really where that what lights me up. So When you compare your productivity to someone else's, you also have to understand how your creative brain works and what kind of mental energy you're using and what are your energy, you know, drivers and drainers and zappers and all those kind of things. So really consider that and also understand that at any given time, especially if you're someone who menstruates, your productivity is going to look different based on your cycle. I heard this the other day and please fact check me because I have not went down the research rabbit hole on this yet, but... I was learning about more about hormones and hormone cycles and was learning the difference between like men and women's hormones and how men will kind of cycle through their hormone cycle within like 24 hours or about a day. So like every day they can have a pretty similar routine, right? They can have a morning routine and an evening routine and their energy level for the most part, right, if they're being consistent, is not going to change too much because their hormones are the same every day. But women we have a completely different cycle and it can last anywhere from 24 to 30 days, right? Or whatever. So one, like I was telling my husband the other day, I was like one hour in your day and how you feel like in your, like you're totally zapped energy wise, like say that's at 3 p.m. That could be like day 17 for me, like the whole day. So it's just interesting to learn not only biologically and all these other things, but everyone's going through something different, right? So if you're having a bad mental health day or if you're going through, you know, anxiety or depression and someone else isn't or they're dealing with something else, we just don't know. There's really no point in comparing how much you're getting done to someone else's productivity schedule and everyone also has different goals. So anyway, I just thought that was really, really helpful and something that I have been trying to think of too because 
sometimes it can be really easy to look at someone else's, you know, real or whatever and be like, I can't believe they're doing so much and I feel like I'm doing nothing. And it's like, I just don't know their whole story, right? Here's number seven. And this has to do with my business and all of you too. But sometimes I notice myself getting into this echo chamber and I don't want to do this anymore um, because I, I see it other places online and I'm like, are we really growing here? Because I no longer want to only post content that I know everyone's going to love. I actually want to post content that I know people need to hear and need to learn from and might be a little controversial and might spark some conversation, right? I want to learn. I want to grow. I don't want to just post something just because 100 people will like it and then the comments be like yes yes could not agree more that's fantastic when that happens but I actually want to have a conversation right I'm over these like echo chambers and entrepreneurial circle jerks like seriously let's drop some mad knowledge and perspective shifts where it's needed and let's have a dialogue and let's stop being so scared of having a different opinion than somebody else that is not a bad thing okay What's really great and engaging is when you can go into the comments and somebody can like change your perspective on something or you can read something and be like, oh my gosh, I never even thought of it that way. So don't be afraid to comment on posts that you disagree with and, you know, respectfully disagree and have a conversation and a dialogue and really understand that doing that is not arguing. It's having a conversation. I think a lot of us that's outside of our comfort zone but I'm telling you that it can be really, really impactful and it can make you learn a lot. And that's definitely something I want to do more of as well. Okay, here is number eight. And this one is pretty big. And it is, I am no longer going to be apologizing for how long it takes me to make bigger business decisions. There's nothing wrong with slowing down where you need to, but speed doesn't always equate to success. Some things take longer to, t- to cook than others, right? And so let's let each other, let's let ourselves think, mull, understand, and have room to rethink when we need to, right? It's not a mindset issue to dig deeper. Sometimes there's going to be bigger business or life decisions that you make that are going to take some time. And you may need to repeat yourself and you may need to talk about it with people more than once. That's totally okay, One of the worst things I hate hearing is you've said this before or you already told me this or this or you already talked about this. Yeah, I know. I'm still talking about it. It's not done yet. So let's move away. Let's like renormalize things. It's okay to talk about business decisions or big life decisions more than once. There's nothing wrong with you for revisiting something, okay? There's a big difference between getting stuck in a cycle where you're not making any change versus taking a deeper look at something and really reevaluating how you feel. I cannot tell you how many times I have an idea in my business that I am for sure, sure that I'm going to do it and then I'll go on a walk and then I'll take a bath and then I'll make dinner and then I'll get in bed. And in all those different scenarios, little things hit me where I'm like, oh wait, nope, that wouldn't work because of this. Or, oh, if I did that in my business, I would then have to invest in that. Do I want to do that? Or I didn't even think about how that would affect my mental energy or my mental health, right? So there's all these different things. And, you know, even better, right? If you have a dedicated friend, therapist, colleague, whatever, a business coach, someone that can really hold this space and listen to you. So it's important to honor this in ourselves, but it's also important to honor this in other people, right? So if you are talking about something, you can always ask your friend or your business bestie, hey, 
I'm really struggling making this business decision in my life and I think I need to talk about it more. Are you available? Like, can you hold space for me today to do that? Or should I like, you know, should this be something I talk about with a business coach, right? Or my therapist or whatever. So it's also important to honor that in other people. But let's give each other space and room that we don't always have to make these quick snap decisions. And sometimes we feel this pressure to like, we feel like, oh, but my intuition is telling me. Sometimes it's not our intuition. Sometimes it's a response from something else. Sometimes we need to take a little bit more time with things. So that is my message to you. The other thing that I am no longer going to feel guilty about this year, because this is a bonus, is I'm no longer going to feel guilty for being a human in my business. Whether that means not posting something one day, or maybe I fall behind on a newsletter, or maybe there's a week where the podcast doesn't air, or right, like as business owners, we do our best to prepare and batch content, but things happen, life happens. And I know that in the span of my business, there's gonna be things in the future that happen where maybe there's gonna be a time where I don't feel like showing up, or maybe there's gonna be a time where I change my mind. All of these things are totally okay. And as long as you're covering your bases, right, and promising what you deliver in your business, then it's okay to be human. It's okay to be flawed. It's okay to not be right all the time. It's okay for your students to teach you things. It's okay for you to constantly be learning and growing. You don't have to know everything to be of value. In fact, the more that we kind of give ourselves grace and we're a little bit more humble about all this, the better it is online anyway. There's nothing worse than finding someone online and listening to their stuff only to find out that they think that they're like hot shit and they can do no wrong or that their thoughts are always true, right? That's very dangerous territory. And no one expects that of you either. So again, These are the things that I have absolutely been guilty of in the past that I am no longer going to be making space for in my life and business moving forward. It doesn't mean that it's just a magic, I can just magically say it and these things will end. It's going to take some practice and some perspective shifts and I'm going to have to engage with these thoughts and be like, where do I put them? But saying them, writing them down, talking to them on about them to you on the podcast is helpful. So think about what kind of things you want to let go of this year. What are some things? And I'd love to hear, come over on Instagram. I'm at mindful productivity blog. Let me know, tag me in your stories, maybe with this episode and let me know. I'd love to hear what are some things that you no longer want to make space for this year, whether it's a couple that I mentioned in today's show or something completely different. I would totally love to hear. As always, you can find more resources over on the blog. That's mindfulproductivityblog.com. And I can't wait to see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and have a great week ahead.